0: You can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth.
1: King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the third I am so much crazy.
2: I am the one who knocks. Go ahead,
0: make my day. Can I stay, big boy. Huh? Everybody on. Good. Great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, boy.
1: Mahalo and welcome to the expensive tropical retreat named Facing Off, where you bring your problems oh, okay. from home and we take them and we compare two TV shows against each other. Uh, that's right, this is a podcast where we talk about different pieces of entertainment that are alike, and lucky for us. We found two shows that came out almost at the same exact time that are very, very, very similar uh, in structure and in build, uh, which is another word for structure, sort of. Uh, yeah. I think I'm your ga- okay. guide, Gabe. Guide, Gabe. Yep, Guide, Gabe is what you can call me for short. Uh, <laughs> and join with me are our resident masseuse Layla. Why is she a masseuse? Hello. Uh, and my personal assistant Nick. What the hell? That's why. What's up, guys? What the, dude? Not first too of all, much.
0: Not to be that guy. I'm pretty <sighs> sure mahalo means thank you. Oh, really? Yeah. But-
1: oh, I I just think of Jonah Hill in, uh, uh forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he's like mahalo. <laughs> he's like, I'll I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um. Okay. So <laughs> guys, are you super <laughs> excited to talk about two TV shows for the first time? Because
2: normally I've we never take two talked movies. about
1: two TV shows before. What? So I'm really ever. Excited. Yeah. (laughs) Ever in your entire life. Um, No, I think
2: this is really fun. I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah. Like, we're we're facing off TV shows. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah.
1: We are taking the hit new series from HBO, (laughs) The White Lotus, and facing it off against the hit new Hulu show, Nine Perfect Strangers. Hulu. These are... (laughs) fucking filled with actors that we know and adore or maybe hate in some circumstances. Uh, They are heftily built (laughs) uh, casts. And uh, they're about people that go to a retreat to, uh, I don't know, escape their problems or find themselves and uh, hijinks ensue. And there's also a central mystery um, Mm -hmm. that kind of is murderous. And it's plot. uh, And that's what ties these two together. (laughs) So before we continue, if you haven't watched these shows and you want to watch these shows, like don't listen to this. So spoiler (laughs) alert where you're going to spoil the shit out of these shows. There are some like big twists in them. So do recommend that you just watch them. They're fairly easy to just zip through, especially The White Lotus is really short. So um, guys, let's start it off. Let's do this. I just want to hear, let's start it with this. What is your overall reaction review to each of these shows? <laughs> Layla, why don't you start with what you thought about Nine Perfect Strangers? Like, give me give me a, a short summary of your thoughts on it.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, G- Gabe, you and I have not talked about Nine Perfect Strangers, like, at all. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked a lot about White Lotus, not about Nine Perfect Strangers.
1: I'm already prepared for you guys both to hate it, and for me to be uh, not even loving of it, but you know, appreciative of it.
2: Yeah, I really didn't like either of these shows. Okay. Um, there we go. <laughs> Just laying it out. Is that strong. your? Is that your summary? <laughs> that's that's my that's whole it. summary. No, I'm kidding. Um, Nine Perfect Strangers. I I thought Nine Perfect Strangers had. A whole lot of potential like i mm, thought for sure th- i would say the first half of the season yeah. i was really in i was excited i was curious where it was going i wouldn't say i was like holy shit i'm in love with this show but i was i was in <laughs> i every time a new, like it was time to watch the next episode i was like let's do this i would say halfway through they lost me like the the things that were supposed oh. to be enticing about the show the like things that you wanted to figure out and find out to see where it was going, hated how they all ended up basically. And mm. I also think it just started to get odd and like not really well. Um, like it just wasn't smartly written for me. So like I just started like, it just got lazy I think for me. Um, I, I didn't really feel like I understood where some of the storylines were going. I felt like they were repeating themselves a lot with some of the content between certain characters. Um I just started to get a little bored mm. in the second half of the season. I love I love hearing Gabe every once in a while, hmm. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's I, how I felt about 9.5. I, I can't
1: help someone else feeling, like, bored about something. Like, that's not, like, yeah. like, like, it's a feeling. That's why we talk about spectacularity normally. It's, like, how engaged were you with the movie? Not everyone is going to be fully engaged or something. So, like. Your personal boredom with something is not something I could be like, oh, well, you didn't notice this and that's why. It's like, you know, for it's sure. a feeling. I do,
2: I do want to acknowledge, though, like, aside, plus the boredom, I really didn't like what the buildup ended up being for a lot of characters. Sure. So I, I didn't think that was yep. – and, and I, and I could go into that in more detail later. And I think that's the central
1: issue that a lot of people have. <laughs> Nick, what is your overall thought of uh, Nine Perfect Strangers? Just Nine Perfect Strangers? Yeah, we'll talk about White Lotus in a second. I just want want to hear the overall, like, you know, like, The Ringer does, like, tweet-length reviews. But just, you know, like, a couple sentences, things that, you know, your overall reaction to it. Pretty
0: fun show. Two or three really good performances until the last couple episodes. And then I just didn't care anymore.
1: Very concise. Perfect. That's what I was looking for. So for me with Nine Perfect Changes, I can kind of explain like why I liked it and what the like, purpose of it was for me. It's tweet length. Uh, accepting and understanding your faults and past decisions and forgiving and moving on told in a fantastical, kooky, drug-infused way. Uh, even when cringy and going in a maybe lame direction, I appreciated what it attempted and resonated more with it than maybe some people did. Um, because of those themes, and I do think that there was—I agree with Layla m- mostly—that like, you know, that there was potential for something greater with the show, and it was very messy, and it goes in a direction that is, for sure, for a lot of people, cringy and stupid and not interesting. Yeah. And for Nick, like, I also agree that, that you know it was really fun. Was. I didn't I didn't hate the last episode and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Nick, what did you what's like your overall reaction to the show The White Lotus, which is if we're going objectively so much more popular, like took over Twitter yeah, for Yeah, pretty fun a show weeks.
0: that I enjoyed and the with a fucking horrible
1: final episode. Yeah. Layla.
2: I mean I I really detested White Lotus a lot. That's just all I'm gonna say right now.
1: <laughs> it's so it's so interesting because the three of us, like Nick, definitely liked it the most out of us. But like none of us were really that. I maybe Nick was also watching it while it was going on, uh, yeah. like every week. And I kind of wish I did because binging it was I not great, and watching binge, it after though. the fact was not great. But what was striking for me was that like. It is obviously more fun than Nine Perfect Strangers. It's not as heavy as Nine Perfect Strangers in, in in its plots and its ideas and stuff. No, but it's also not as heavy handed. And it and it's really it makes you antsy. And I think they are effective with that with like the music and stuff. But what really was a problem for me is like I don't even understand how they got that many people to buy in after the first two episodes because I thought they were horrid. Like Awful. the pacing was really awkward. I didn't the enjoy writing? it. The writing was weird. Oh, I didn't God. like, it. I thought all the characters were hateable. And I've always like kind of hated that argument where someone's like, Oh, well they're unlikable char- like characters. Like, so I didn't like the movie and it's like, well, okay. Were they interesting on, un- uh, interestingly, uh, unlikable. Do you like In all
0: this of your case, friends? even the red-headed ones what? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Um, I mean, I come, I completely agree. Cause like, you can easily just argue like succession is about awful people. Yeah. Like, you can make a show with that's incredible and, and interesting engagement, but like, yeah. Yeah, and Greg, sep- separate, separately, Greg, but he's um, not
1: that good of a person. He's just not <laughs> yeah. horrible.
2: He's not as awful. He's
1: not been corrupted yet. Yeah. I mean, he kind of, he, he has. has. Tom Womskams has definitely done that. But I know, I agree with you. I, I just think it was like irredeemably uninteresting people and just such a like, upsetting end and not upsetting in the way that it was like sad or anything. Just like that's what they got to. And people were satisfied with the show and wanting more. I was a little uh, weirded out by that. I will say this. If I, the one thing that I'm going to take from the show, no matter what is that is the most fire theme song ever outside of <laughs> succession. That is really, it's great. just good. that in succession.
2: HBO just, HBO rocks at that. I stuff. mean, yeah, Game like, of Thrones too. I
1: guess is like an iconic one. <laughs> all right. Well, what's what's okay. okay. So Layla was kind of alluding to this with Nine Perfect Strangers. So why don't we start with White Lotus on this? But um, let's talk about how it started and how it ended and like what the issue was with it going forward. Because for both for all of us, there is somewhat of an issue of where these stories went. But maybe, Nick, you could start with uh, The White Lotus.
0: I mean, you guys keep talking about, like, the... Maybe it's just that I watched it, like, week by week. But, like, Julie and I were, like, fully into the show until the last episode. Like, it was... It Mm. didn't bother... Like, there wasn't a big pacing issue. Like, the characters are not likable, but not complete... Like, the son character is not unlikable. I didn't think Armand is, like, an unlikable character. He's just a... (laughs) massively flawed
1: like i think Armand was like an interestingly unlikable character character. like he like he is a ridiculous person but like you feel bad for him so you it's funny that you say that because when i texted you i was like i got like two episodes in and layla did the same thing i got two episodes in and i was like (laughs) dude does this get any better like, is this gonna get better in the third episode? Because I noticed that the ratings on IMDb were higher for the third episode. Yeah, and he was it, like, It absolutely does. It so does. You did notice that it wasn't like
0: I mean, it great. gets better by the third episode, but I didn't think it was like bad for the first two. It's okay. just that the the way that the way that it goes is they do this thing in both these shows where they, like... I think you, you alluded to this, Layla. They, like, belabor the same point a lot. Yes. Like, it's very yes. clear what's going to happen to... Uh, crap, I should have brushed up on these characters' names.
2: Which one? Just the I friend. I can't remember, like, any of them. The f- oh, Paula.
0: Paula oh. and her little boy toy. At a certain point, it's pretty clear what's going to happen. He's going to go in there. They're going to catch him somehow. It's going to get a big... There's going to be a whole uh, kerfuffle... And they just like keep showing her face, being like, "Damn, dude,
1: I'm fucked." After like, yeah, we yeah. know she's Well, fucked. and then I mean, my, you I have an issue. It. It, it's I a could, good
0: episode, but like, there's just like a lot of the same yeah. sort of things coming to a head but they're
1: not you
2: can argue that about Jennifer Coolidge's entire storyline yes
1: story I, I yeah. 100% and we're gonna talk about the characters in a little bit but like I love Jennifer Coolidge I thought the entire storyline especially with that masseuse like or the person that just runs the spa was just like just take it out of the show it was not it was yeah, just it's, the I same mean, thing it's just, or do one episode on it, the one where they're on, like it was devastating when they go out on that boat. And it was kinda like funny when paired with Jake Lacey's character. Yeah. But like
0: I mean it's a show about the like like uh wage inequality and like what it's like to be the someone who works somewhere catering to the super rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like totally
2: You know, and the way she plays with her emotions, like offering her this money and toys with her for that long. It's all, it's like vital in a lot of ways. I think it's a very important dynamic between the two of them. But because they focus so goddamn much on Jennifer Coolidge being Jennifer Coolidge and being this like very whatever, like kind of crazy person, like it just it becomes redundant for god's sake like oh so many of these storylines and the scenes become redundant
0: mhm i think constantly. to me <laughs> i think to me it becomes it became a sh- a show that i didn't know what the central like idea of it necessarily was that it was like really you know like wage inequality thing mm. like class inequality and
1: then that doesn't really come out until the and Paula then it stuff.
0: was yeah. and then by that time you're too focused on like some of the more absurd characters and what's going on with them sure. rather than that. And then at the very end it's, and then there's the central mystery, which is interesting until the very end. And then you're like, Oh, that's what happened. Like, okay. He took a shit in his spoiler alert. He took a shit in his suitcase and
1: then accidentally s- got, that, stabbed got stabbed. Damn. And then the guy just gets away with it. Damn dude. Damn. I mean, I, I mean I, it's an accident, but still like, he to c- a
2: certain extent. I like slightly I slightly disagree cuz like I I the overarching was there for me. It's a it's a story depicting different versions of white privilege, not even yeah. just necessary, necessarily right. classism cuz like you know, you've got like gender roles and all of the above. Like they're definitely just addressing white privilege as a whole and mm. I liked the concept of seeing it through all of these characters in different ways. I just it's the abso- it's absolutely the execution of it for me. Right. The first Same. two episodes like there were moments where I just was like what is even happening at this point? Like uh, I'm just watching yes. them mill around. Like yes. I like I get it. I get they're all fucked up assholes. Like I move on.
1: <laughs> and they were like and they the the music was really effective, but it was like unearned, it's you know? For stylistic for no yeah. mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. And also I I mean I want to get explain that like, you know, just cuz we don't really have like a section on that right now, but like Everyone talked about how visually stunning the show is. And, like, yeah, it's crisp in quality, but I fucking hated the color tone of it, the, like, orange tint to it. And I wasn't – there's so many great HBO shows that have incredible cinematography and stuff. Like, even one that people wouldn't expect, like, Insecure as some of, like, the best filming on HBO. Like, this – nothing – I didn't think it was stylistically like incredible, but I did. I, I mean, I yeah. felt what you felt Layla where I was like, what is happening? Like, why do I care? And they're making me, they're putting me on the edge of my seat for things that aren't even occurring. Right. And yeah. it was like a weird feeling. And then and the
0: I, ultimate edge of your seat is a
1: letdown at the end. Exactly. And I, I do. I mean, I do think like once it gets third, the third through fifth episode, it's like, it's really, it's they they inc- the pacing is better. The speed goes up. You, the wheels start turning the characters start doing like certain actions um and it becomes more interesting and i got a little more like hooked into it but then when you get to the finale it's like oh that was all kind of fake because i didn't care where this went the uh, the arch of it or whatever just fucking sucked yeah. and yeah i also like again you alluded to it nick but like there's some like irredeemable shit that they put in the end. Like the fact that they have Rachel played by Alexandra Daddario get back with Shane just shits all over all of the entire, the entire plot of her character in that show. Wait, we weren't rooting for them. Yeah. Seriously. It's like (laughs) they made it like, I didn't, I I couldn't even believe this. I couldn't even (laughs) believe in my head that they got, I know it was like a quick marriage, but like, that she would have ever agreed to it because this guy was just such a piece of shit and so opposite to her. And I know mm-hmm. that there was like that idea of being rich was nice and he's, he's like a beautiful looking dude. He's never charming beard. the
0: entire time. Well, he's
2: so there's awful. Like, there's yeah. one small scene with the other two girls where she supposedly explains her reasoning. She's like, I got swept up in it. It's like, what right. did you get swept up in? You literally yeah. hate this man. Yeah, you hate him. He, and he's he not like hate everything he does.
1: He never
0: does liable. anything on that island to her or to anyone else that is... Charming or witty or anything that a person would be swept up in. He's just a petulant bitch the whole time. And it would have worked.
1: The way that they were building it up was she gains this sort of uh, authority over her own life and takes this risk and, you know, like, breaks it off. And then you get the final moment where they're with each other in the airport and she's, like, going back to him. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I know it's, like, probably some... Like take on just like white rich white people in general, and like, but it's like,
2: well, of, then I yeah. couldn't
1: have cared about that character then. They either make me care about Alexandra Daddario's character or don't. Yeah,
2: I just I feel like they were trying. I I actually kind of thought at the end that they were trying to do a storyline on like, I don't know kind of fairly like emotionally abusive relationships and like her feeling like she was trapped in it and like couldn't build up her life again. Like I almost feel like her self-confidence was so low that like she couldn't imagine having to pick herself back up and like build a life by herself again. Sure. And I, I thought that's like that's what I felt like they were attempting, but it just didn't work and I didn't feel that. It just mm-hmm. felt like they were throwing that at us at the end and it's like, mm-hmm. wait, she she completely figured out and had the strength two seconds ago to realize that she didn't want to be in this and that this was not right for her. But now you're telling me she's like very low self-confidence and self-esteem and can't make this happen? It just like they didn't, nothing about it added up and it didn't work, even if that's what they were attempting to just, do.
0: <laughs> just accidentally, if your marriage, this 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 podcast is brought to you by, if your marriage is uh, being negatively affected by your dickhead husband, then... <laughs> I think just uh, allow him to accidentally MMR. stab a uh, hotel manager. Yeah, oh then, and then can and then
1: you could fix everything. I then also like before we move on, you know, at, at least for my like concluding thoughts on, you know, where it <laughs> ends. Like I also felt like they didn't do justice to the whole Paula storyline. So Paula yeah. is the the friend that Same. goes there and Same. I think there were really powerful moments where she finally like confronts the family and she's like, I'm actually going to, you know, I'm going to stick it to this fucking rich white family that doesn't give a shit about anything. Like even Steve Zahn, who's not like a hateable person. It says some horrible stuff at that, at the, uh, at the restaurant. Like he's not like as hateable as his wife, I guess. And the daughter, but until he um, has
0: that monologue, I don't
1: remember what episode is. Yeah. He has a pretty
2: awful monologue. Yeah. yeah, That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then it gets bad. And then, and I felt like they, f- they focus in on Paula really well, that you could see a lot in her expressions. I love the whole storyline that she has with that guy that works there. And then he gets caught yeah, and, and they, they don't, just- first of all, they don't settle that at all. Mm-hmm. It just is like a That's afterthought what before. Yeah. And then also yeah. there is a moment Where she watches the family afterwards, you know, after her friend already like confronted her, she watches the family and they all look like loving and they're able to get over this like controversy that happened because one of them was like hit in the face and it was like a traumatic experience and they were really loving to each other and there was this moment where the camera focuses on Paula as if Paula understands them and like forgives them and I was like, no.
2: That's not how I took that at all. Oh, oh my god! I, thought I interpreted she was like, that so differently. Oh, yeah, I, I took know. it. I took it as she was sitting there, like, "Wow." So they can just move on with their lives, mm. but the rest of us, oh, okay we have to that, live then. with this forever. We have to live with the like, the pain and and the, the, the hardship her, yeah. that white people like inflict on us every day, and we have to bear that burden. But they have. The privilege to just move on and be happy like it was yeah, she, that was actually one of my favorite scenes she
0: intended to take them down I, I interpreted that as like i meant to take them down and i just brought these people up they're better off than they were before oh that's a
1: cool way of putting that she too. did it
0: before she fucked their tried to fuck their shit up their I, shit I got guess,
1: unfucked i think that's really effective <laughs> that i mean i miss misread that scene because i i i would be- i would believe that that makes sense and that's what i wanted it to be yeah I yeah. still felt like there was more it justice to great. be given to that the other <laughs> character because they actually give him a lot of time. And it's like mm-hmm. a really fucked up... She ruins his entire life.
2: Mm-hmm. And again, in a, in a in a weird way, I was kind of okay with that only because, again, it plays into the narrative yeah, of like, yeah. that's what fucking happens to right, people, people of color every day. Like, you executed. don't get to see them again. Like, yeah. it's just they're off to jail like and they move on with their lives and you never see them again and it's like in some ways that felt right to me but I I still hear you I it was such a powerful storyline and for it to just kind of like in some ways Peter off was odd
1: it just it it was like one of the only things I care about I will say just like the way that they end it with the sun is like maybe mm-hmm. my favorite part of the finale. Yes. It's like the only part Agreed. of the finale I love. Yeah. It, yes. Th- I, I love that final shot. It, it was really cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about Nine Perfect Strangers, how it started, how it ended. I, so for <laughs> me, like I initially, I started it. So I watched White Lotus. I was, I was not happy with it. I wasn't happy about watching it. And then I was like, I don't even want to attempt Nine Perfect Strangers because it doesn't look that great. I start the first episode, though, because I I fucking love Bobby Cannavale. I love Michael Shannon. I I like Nicole Kidman a lot. Um, And it just seemed intriguing. (laughs) Honestly, like, right away, I felt more into what they were going for, like, in the first episode. Because... It just I don't know what it was but like the characters weren't hateable yet. They become kind of hateable in the second episode and you let and they let you know that, but there's like a purpose to that. But all these character every one of the characters is forgivable to a certain degree and interesting <laughs> and complex yeah. and I think a poss- you know a possible reason for that is the show was more serious about its subject. White Lotus is like an entertainment type thing yeah. with some deeper themes. This is like much more of a drama with some comedy elements. Um, I just found, you know, I just found the plot idea of bringing them there without knowing what it's for. You know, like White Lotus is just a vacation spot. This Mm -hmm. one is like a specific retreat that only certain people can go to and they're taking your blood and shit and you're getting these smoothies that look gorgeous the way that they film it. Um, Yummy. But here's where it's either gonna work for you or you're gonna just tap out. Once I started getting into the drug stuff, I was like, "Oh, I'm fully in." I'm like, "This is interesting." I the idea that it's like this person doing very, very experimental. That it, 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 I mean, it exists. These psychedelic type studies to like help people with trauma. They exist, but like, they just went fully into it. And either that was going to be really like corny to you or not. And I don't think that was necessarily where you guys had the problem. It's maybe more when they get into like the Regina Hall character stuff, and then like Mm -hmm. what's going on with the Marconis, because like what's happening with the Marconis in the middle of the story. The Marconis is the family: the Michael Shannon and Grace Van Patten and the wife. I forget her name. Um, She's in. uh, uh, She's in X Men Origins. (laughs) That's right. She is in X Men Origins for like two scenes. Um, I. I i just got more hooked with the characters and i i cared about them so i was in on them you know and like some of the storylines didn't work and we could talk about the characters that didn't really work i do think that though i hated the white lotus ending i think where it was going it was like easier to buy into and I feel like this one was building up something more important and then rushed its ending. I like, I really do feel like, even though I like the ending, it felt really rushed. Like they, it could have been spread out more. A lot happens in the last episode and it's like, kind of like they're squeezing in too much. Um, and there's some questionable choices for sure. I mean, like the stuff with Carmel, as I mentioned, it's just weird and it's a weird twist and I'm, I'm not really pumped about the twist. I was telling Nick last night, like I thought the twist was going to be that Masha was, she was shot, but all those like threats and stuff, like she had lost full control and she was sending those to herself, to herself. Mm -hmm. And like, she was like blacking out and having that. And then I thought the Regina Hall moment at the very end of the sec of the penultimate episode was going to be Masha's like, the drugs are really fucking kicking in and she believes that this is, uh, that this person, Carmel, is the one who did this to her and and it's like some important thing that they're going to work back and Carmel didn't actually do it. When you find out that Carmel did do it, it's like so silly.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Even
1: though there's some level to the Regina Hall stuff that's that's, like people are able to be forgiven for like, like, she does something where she should go to jail or something, but like, she's, like, I don't know, her intentions maybe were, like, a little more... It's
0: just, like, okay, so we, I mean, we're gonna talk about, like, what worked and didn't work in these. Yeah. uh, Right? So, like, what I think works for White Lotus is they lean into an aesthetic, and whether you like it or not, they leaned into it, and that's what people latched onto with the show. And that's what a part of a huge part of what made it so popular. It's got that theme song. It does a bunch of weird stuff with music. It does a bunch of weird stuff with shots. Like it leans into it. I don't think that nine perfect strangers leans into anything. And then when it does lean into something, it's odd. Like once there's the twist that it's like, we're going to try and make them see the dead brother. Or the twist that it's like she did it, and but she dressed up like a man, and she put in a. She's
1: like, like, I used to be a really good makeup artist.
0: Oh my god, it's just like that's what you—that's where we're going. That's what we went with. Yeah, because it's really not bad until then. Like it all makes sense. There are two obvious throwaway characters that just don't—I don't know why they're in the the yeah, whole thing I'll at all. It should just been seven second. perfect strangers, but. When you lean into, like, what the, <laughs> what's going on? I don't. I just didn't care at that last episode. It's like, okay, they see the dead brother. We felt the emotions, and I want you like feel like you want to be emotional about it. I did, anyways. I felt like I wanted to be emotional, but I was like, ah, this is really
1: strange execution. I don't like it. I I I understand that. I. F- Felt it, And I like, I, I think the execution of it was a little bizarre with showing the brother and that they're like basically projecting him and that they're like, I just found it a little silly and unbelievable, but I thought like the, what they were, the family was trying to accomplish by being there and by doing this like experiment and what Masha was trying to accomplish. Like I understood it and there were still really powerful moments for both amongst the cringe
0: but they happen in like episodes three four and five and not at the final episode you know yeah, all the moments like you that, could have built that all up, the moments yeah. that already happened for me for every single one of, it's like what you said layla where they just keep hammering the same things over and over the moments that already happened michael shannon already had his best moment and that was about thing. white lotus huh
1: that was about white lotus was i think she said that, said that about no, she's saying about. Oh, white dude, lions. I also mean it but, uh, about yeah. nine. no, no, characters. I think she
2: said. Oh, about I will both. address that very <laughs> yeah. quickly. But yeah. I
0: think that like Michael Shannon had his moment. Luke Evans had his moment. Like the mm. the daughter had already. I mean, maybe not. Luke No, Evans.
1: Luke Evans. They, they his saved moments in that. the last one, yeah. I guess.
0: But you, you see what I'm saying? Like we already had the like most of the moments between Melissa McCarthy and Bobby Cannavale, and then like that that they the whole time they had intended to put them in a room and pretend that they were going to die in a fire.
1: That was the plan. Well. How long? No, the are they so going to the, get them no, in the they, room? Did they no, have a bunch that, of contingencies for getting them in that room, pretending there's a fire? That was that was a rushed thing because she didn't have any more time. Like, she how many other ways did they, they have coming?
0: devised to make them pretend that they were dying in a fire?
1: <sighs> what do you, I, I? I thought that was that scene was fine. It's just that they 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 decided to make this plot where the cops are coming in like ten minutes, and so they have to like put everyone in that room to do the final but thing. The, but it the, worked.
0: The henchman guy who's not very good says like. Yeah. We're supposed to have them... You, you guys are supposed to pretend like you're fucking dying. Is it like... Helps they the did team. feel like they were dying. But how else were they going to do that? They didn't slam them into a room and make them pretend they were dying in a
1: Well, out. that was the last second thing that he says that's yes. like the last <laughs> thing that they can do. Yeah. Stupid. Don't like it. All right. Wait. Small things. You.
2: <laughs> Begin to I. Um, yeah. I, I mean, ov- obviously so much of what Nick just said. Like, I... I had so many problems with like the last four episodes of this season. Whoa. Like so everything out I cared once the about. Drugs were in. Well, no, so that's the thing, and I want to. I want to like disclaimer: microdosing is incredible, and it's 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 absolutely has merit in mental health, and it is yeah. absolutely something that's being studied right now. And it, I, I, I hope people that watch the show that don't know anything about microdosing and mental health therapy don't like think poorly of yeah, it I because I do think by the week. end of it. I do think by the end of it, it starts to become very, like, almost slightly problematic where, like, she's basically being like, you can live with your son forever. It's like, no, no, no. we do need to learn to move on from our grief. It's very vital and important. And they kind of address it with him being like, I have to go now. (laughs) But, like, I, it's not about the drugs. It's truly just how fucking redundant every storyline becomes. Mm -hmm. Melissa McCarthy and that dude. Dude they have the same conversation in every scene after the first, like after the first three episodes, like it's the same exact conversation. She has fucking
0: like me. I fucking like you. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. But even her, (laughs) like she has the same internal conversation over and over again about her own self-esteem. I get it. Like there's, there's just so little growth and then they have, so many characters and I stop caring about so many of them and then they keep showing them. So I'm just like, why am I supposed to be invested in these people whatsoever? I,
1: yeah. I wonder if it should God, have been a shorter show because of God, that.
2: Carmel. Like what? I just, what? I, I, Oh, I, and honest to God, like some of my favorite scenes are between Luke Evans and the daughter. And yeah, I, so those best scenes happen in like, the third and fourth episode when they're in the hut and they're just like opening up to each other. And then everything after that point is just, it's silly and doesn't make any sense. And it just goes off the rails. And it's like, it's too much. And I don't need to hear the same conversations over and over again. And I really don't need to ever hear Masha say anything ever again. Like every scene she has between four and eight, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's my review.
1: (laughs) All right, fair. All right, you guys give a big fuck you to this show for sure. (laughs) Um, All right, what worked in in the in one of the shows that didn't work in the other? It's the aesthetic thing. Conversely, okay, you lean
0: into an aesthetic, and there's no aesthetic in the in Mm. in nine perfect strangers to them. When that last episode happens, and there's some trippy stuff, like it's like she's like she's like in the meadow, the snowy meadow, and like I like that scene. Nah it just makes it like, okay, she's just, like, it just isn't
1: cool. I just okay, and then, and then what about, what is something that Nine Perfect Strangers had that White Lotus lacked? What's something that they did well that White Lotus lacked? If you don't think so, then you just ultimately hated it more. Or uh, disliked it
0: more. I think that there are better actors and better characters, but okay. only for about four episodes like Layla said, and then they start to become pulled too thin, stretched out too much.
1: All right, getcha. What about you, Layla?
2: Um, I think Nine Perfect Strangers has definitely more interesting characters. And I also think that it in a weird way does a little bit of a, and this is a personal thing. I think it exemplifies some parts of like white privilege, a little bit like more digestible than white Lotus does. I think white Lotus is so in your fucking face about it. Like the, these people coming to this sanctuary and nine perfect strangers are all very privileged people as well. And they act upon it in certain scenes. And it comes out very like, I think naturally because most of the people that you meet that have a lot of white privilege, aren't just like openly fucking awful in front of you i know those people exist but it's like all of the people at this resort were the most awful versions of white privilege that have ever existed um that was kind of hard for me to digest like it was just such a like let me shove this in your face every scene with a different version of it and i was like i can't do this anymore white lotus um something that white lotus did better than nine perfect strangers (sighs) i don't i don't know the theme music
1: so that's so funny. i uh <laughs> i mean what i liked about white lotus and and it was going for it, you know outside of the aesthetic was like it it didn't take itself seriously so like you knew what type of show it Super was fair. i agree with that. going in i also think overall it, it was a smoother ride to the end it wasn't a very yes. complex arc but it was like a very smooth ride very there and it wasn't, yeah. you know, it didn't meander too much. Um, and I also think like it really, really like both of them have a lot of tension, but the music in white Lotus, not just the theme song, like the music throughout it, like expertly built up that tension. Yeah. So yeah. like, I agree that, that worked a lot more, uh, and the way it weaved its characters was cool. It was, there was more interweaving of different characters and they would be like, kind of like momentous things. But, um, what nine perfect strangers work for me. I mean, mostly I agree with both of you guys that it's just the characters are more interesting. Um, but I also like, I mean, the show had more of a dramatic purpose and it took its subject matter seriously with a lot of like, clearly there was more of a focus on, on grief and trauma and stuff. And I, and I liked those aspects and I like that it at least attempted to go into those, even if clunky, um but also i just you know it allowed itself to be funny too and that's that came in the casting and you know ultimately the best part about it is the all-star cast that they put together all right speaking of cast Hmm. there are so many characters in both of these shows so why don't you talk about two to three that you hated or that you that you liked and then that you hated for overall, each for each? yeah, you could do you could do overall if you want, but for each, I think there's a way of separating each of them, and you know maybe this will allow us to all talk about different people. Do we have to?
0: Let's all agree on our three. Oh, I, I I'd let's like, all agree. Well, let's <laughs> talk about
1: White, White Lotus.
0: Okay, might have been too much of an ask.
1: This is not. I I don't know if we're gonna get everyone to agree Who's on this, White but a hundred percent for White Lotus favorite is Steve Zahn. Just. I just think that Tyson. he he's exactly what the show is, and that's when it works comedically for me. So Zane's mark in it. Um, I think we all liked Paula a lot, right? The the friend of the daughter as a kid yeah absolutely great I
2: hope she does more I hope she does more shit she was great I really enjoyed her
1: agree and 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 Armand I mean like the show doesn't work without Armand like I mean it was obviously built around it it's a good idea to have it in in his I think those
0: would also be my
1: three I don't I think Jake
2: Lacey is pretty fucking incredible this
1: I put him as like undecided because he's so good at the role but I'm just like I know such an unbelievably horrible human being
2: I mean no, I've met men like that oh. he he really is okay. such a great depiction of how awful and douchey those types of men can be like and and it's cringy because they are like that in real life. And yeah, that's why maybe it's so I'm, awful. <laughs> maybe
1: I'm like taking the storyline that he has with his new wife and like applying it to him. Cause I agree. I mean like he is like perfect for what the show was yeah. too. Okay. Also the show needed so much more Molly Shannon. The show was infinitely better when Molly Shannon was in it. Yes. Um, so cringe. Anyways. Uh, I was going to call the
0: manager if you had a different opinion about Jake Lacey. <laughs> well, who, okay. Like who are the bad
1: characters? I mean, I think. So I feel like
2: you guys should go because I actually have quite a thing I need to say about this. But you guys should go first, and then I'm gonna finish about off your favorites to or your bads. No, my my bads. i
1: right, Rachel has to be on there. Alexandra Daddario's character, and it's not her performance. It's just like the way that character was written was just so pathetic. And for Mike White to someone said to me on like Letterbox, they gave like a review and like. It's like Mike White clearly cared about his character so much. I was like, then he wouldn't have finished that story with how Rachel goes. And it, and I just felt like a lot of times I was like, eh, not really into this. Also, didn't I love Jennifer Coolidge? And I actually really like the actress that plays the um, the head of the spa and other yeah. stuff. And I just mm-hmm. I, those were my least the two characters I cared the least about in the storyline.
0: Hmm. I feel like I needed more. I needed more behind. I needed more behind uh, Alice Dario's character. I honestly needed more behind Paula, but I like the performance she gave. But I wanted yeah, the like, performance yeah, is agree. still pretty solid, more regardless there, of you know. And <laughs> then um, yeah. I would think like I don't know Jennifer Coolidge. You want more, but her performance just outshines anything. I think it's just so, so her. And yeah, so, like, instantly
1: iconic. I know. I guess that. Yes. And, like, memeable. I just, I, I feel like maybe we just didn't need her th- throughout the entire show. There were moments of. I her think she
2: in- did a great job with what she was given. Yeah. And it's the, the, the writer's fault and the show's fault for even including her as a storyline. But with that. if yeah. we're just speaking about performances. She oh, I was talking about did characters. A great fucking job. I was just okay. saying,
1: like, what did you think about the character? Like, the performances are pretty great all around in both shows. Yeah. Except for, like, maybe a few in Nine Perfect Strangers and, like, one or She's two. She's still, in like, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. She's still, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I was just saying, like, character, because there's I so mean, many Armand's my
0: favorite character, dude. How okay. could you not? We'd be was, remiss if we didn't talk about his ass munching.
1: Yeah, I that was even fucking talked about fucking hilarious. Drugged up, also, just, like, munching. the way that he acts at the breakfast table the next day when he runs he into predator, Steve though, Zahn is so And I will so say funny. that.
0: Out front, he is, a fucking yeah, party.
1: absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he was grooming that kid. What about you, Layla? Who are you like least favorite in that?
2: Okay, so I'm gonna say them based off character, and then I want to say a side note about both of these people um, mm-hmm. definitely Alex Daddario's character, and also Sydney Sweeney's character. I could care less about Sydney Sweeney's character and the weird way that they built her up to be like kind of like a psychopath in some ways, like just very like weird. And and her relationship with Paula was so weird. And the way she interacted with her, I just didn't like it. And yeah. I didn't understand it. And they didn't delve into it enough. And I think I see what they it were It made no doing, sense.
0: But I agree. Yeah. I, again,
2: it's one of those things where it's like there was possibilities <laughs> and it could have been something greater. Um, but I also just don't, I don't think on top of both those characters, not being fully like, written well I, I i think both those actresses are pretty poor at acting as well i am not an alex didario fan and i don't like sydney sweeney that much um and i feel like this is the only category i can say this in and i just have to as the only woman on this podcast oh, it is really? like <laughs> yeah you guys aren't women um i i have a really hard time with the two of them because they're in my opinion and this is not it's not a you know, bashing on those two women specifically. But Hollywood casts those two women because of their tits and their boobs. Yeah. And, and I want to clarify another point. It's not just about their tits. And, and that's I what upsets me. shameful. Let me finish, Gabe. <laughs> it's not just about their boobs. It's the fact that they are white, skinny women yeah. with those boobs. There are a lot of curvy women with more weight on their bodies that have tits just like theirs. And they are never cast the way that women like this are. It's literally because this is like a fetishized thing with men who love skinny women, very, very skinny women with those boobs. And I hate this show. I hate this show for casting the two women in Hollywood that are constantly thrown at us sexually. (laughs) And they put both of them in this show. And both of them are not super great actresses. So needed to just say that out loud no, for any totally other woman point. that was feeling that while watching this show. Yeah, it's a
1: level of like Im- implicit body shaming. Um, I I totally agree. with that. Absolutely,
2: yeah. absolutely.
1: And you know their characters sucked. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about Nine Perfect Strangers because <laughs> there's there's technically like twelve characters in that show, but
2: uh, I, yeah. don't,
1: I I mean there I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think it's easy to
1: say that 13. Michael Shannon was like th- one of the Michael more Shannon. effective. Michael ones. Shannon,
0: Luke Evans,
1: Luke um, Evans, I agree,
2: definitely Luke Evans. Melissa so the daughter, the daughter was so no, great. Grace me. Van Patten's really good. Her.
1: I I thought just like the the combination of having the daughter and Luke Evans, they just worked really well off each other. It was just also so a much completely chemistry. different Luke Evans performance than you ever get. Yes, yeah, um, I personally really liked. Tony, uh, I know that they, I do agree that it got repetitive and redundant. Tony is uh, Bobby Cannavale's character.
2: Yeah,
1: I like the performance he gave because I, there's just no chance Bobby Cannavale can be in anything that I won't like his performance. He's very specifically <laughs> him. Perfect, dude. Um, I personally, I know you guys disagree with this. I, I have just grown to like Melissa McCarthy more and more over time, and I, I really like her performance. I oh, think I the really think like her in this I think the character is interesting I think yeah. that it's not a perfect character even though she's a perfect stranger um because I just oh. I, I agree with you guys that they just like, I think she's
2: incredibly relatable yeah I actually me too. really I really really like that character a lot I want to yeah. be clear about that it's it's uh, the, just as that far the as pa- st- they stopped giving her the lines pacing of the show, yeah, exactly. The pacing of the show and like their inability to like give further depth to yeah. these characters sucks. They all hit but a wall, but the character itself is yeah. great, and she was absolutely in the first four episodes one of my favorites, and I think probably the most relatable of all of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they stuck her in there because as she was going through all this stuff and processing all this stuff, she was like so warm and understanding. And she was kind of the audience in some ways yeah. when it came to other characters and the way she interacted yeah, with them, totally. including Masha. Um, I wonder if that has anything to do
1: with her and Ben's like producing on the show. Cause they were both executive producers, her and her yeah, husband ben, who plays the, Oh yeah. Um,
2: yeah. The little man, <laughs> the,
1: the guy who, who duped her, um, which I, that whole story is so like fascinating. <laughs> um, but, uh, I will say it's pretty easy for me to say like the two least important characters. And there's a moment where they almost poke fun of it. It's Jessica and Ben. That's like the, cu- yeah. the couple. They're there. Yeah. Um, there's a moment where they are, they are walking around when Jessica says like the wheels are coming off or whatever. Oh yeah. And Masha sees them. Cause she's like, hi. And she's dealing with what's happening. Cause the, her other employee yeah. just left. She sees them and says, Oh no, you'll be fine and then walks away and I was like, Oh yeah, this is like the show. It's just like fucking forgotten about oh, yeah, these you'll characters be fine. and thrown them they off. They didn't into even the
0: bed. intend to dose them. They were just there to like make sure they had a nice vacation and rekindled their love for one another. Yeah, exactly. Because they mean, had gotten too Ecstasy
1: was with- important for them.
2: It it doesn't help either yeah. that like their their NBA reasons NBA. for being there were not super believable either. Yeah, like it. the way they the way they <sighs> wrote it out. Like, the reasons are legitimate ones. (laughs) Like, I kind of liked that his was, like, I feel like I don't have purpose. And I kind of liked that a little bit. And hers is, like, a very standard social media age, like, thing. But they kind of fuck both those storylines up as it's happening. Like, she, as soon as she's there, she stops feeling like someone who's vapid. She's actually very sweet. She's very kind. She's very engaged with everyone around her. Like, she's not disengaged like most social media like influencers probably would be being disconnected from their phone like that. She's just not, I don't think she's like a well-written character for what they're trying to make her to be at all. I
1: mean, I feel like there was just too many characters. I mean, it, it's just too much. And so like it was, they were going to fall off. I also just, think like for me, I, I really didn't like Yao. Like I think the actor was fine. I just thought the character, I just like didn't understand him.
2: No spine. And, no fucking and spine. I didn't, yeah.
1: He no him. spine. He's and just then a lackey. Um, and then I know you guys talked about Carmel. Uh, her storyline is really stupid. I do think it's kind of cool to see Regina Hall second act that way because I like yeah. Regina Hall and like she's mostly famous for the Scary Movie and stuff. But like she, I thought she was compelling in some scenes and then so over the top in others. I, but like, can the we talk about for
0: a second just how Samara Weaving is that her name? Yeah, Weaver, Weaving, Weaving, Weaving. Is she just doing an impersonation of Alexis from Schitt's Creek?
1: It's very similar. <laughs> it's like a more aware of herself version of a like, well, yeah, with, but like, it, like her mannerisms look Alexis the same <laughs> at a certain yeah. point.
0: She does the little like I've, bunny hand thing, yeah. I, I feel
2: do. like we can't like ignore Masha though. Yeah, yeah. I, I put yeah, her yeah, yeah. too as it's one of the awful. worst. awful. I fucking hate it. She's awful. Gabe awful. doesn't agree
0: with us, he actually likes it, and I think it's one of his worst takes.
1: I don't like Masha. I don't think Nicole Kidman's good. I think there are moments where I'm like, oh, Nicole Kidman's fucking hilarious for do- choosing this. And then other parts of me are just like, like I just rewatched Eyes Wide Shut and she's so fucking good in it. And like, she's she's such a fantastic actress. And I'm just like, why? Yeah, you didn't need to do this. No. And also the character, like, I know in the book she's Russian. If they wanted to have Nicole Kidman, just make her not Russian. It's just so I simple. just like... Make She's her Australian. So, She's yeah. already that. She's Australian, and totally. it was filmed in Australia, even though it's supposed to take place in. Canada. I take it back.
2: But like, it, it's super. Like, th- I'm sorry. Did you guys not like see the moments when she was like supposed to be her Russian self, and there was like a moment where they show her dancing in a club, so and I'm just like, stop it, oh, please yeah, yeah. stop, please stop just, what you're doing. That's the club <laughs> from Blade
1: character. She's do Blade. I don't know if like Moriarty's book is better for like how they write her character, um, but I don't know. Like I just. It was so dumb, and I actually, in the first episode, I was like, oh, we're going to find out that she's not actually Russian, that it's like, she's doing that. it's all nice. like she's tricking these people, and then that ends That'd up not be being nice. It. Let's, let's finish up a little bit here. Um, are you, there's going to be another White Lotus season, and they're going to have a different cast each time. Are you excited for that? Like, Are you, are you enough in to watch that? I'll pop it on. I, that, I will try I it to see song, if I they mean. fix
2: the issues. If they, if the, if I see that they're fixing the issues within the first couple of episodes, I will watch it.
1: Yeah, there's enough there, and yeah. I do like <laughs> it has a style. It's not my the style I like, well, but like it has something. And, and I, I fig- think
2: isn't
0: the the loop going to be the the like loop that keeps it all together? Is the the
1: white showcasing
0: white privilege in this yeah. like? Type probably of setting. Yeah. I point, I hope right?
1: uh, there's other like kind of like you know that. I I hope it's more diverse in this one that they're like expanding the concept a little bit more that it's not just that but like I I mean I'll buy in and I'm excited to find out who the cast is and now that it's a big show it was a big hit they could probably get a really good cast would you there's not another nine perfect strangers but would you want another show like that where there's a lot of like ultra famous actors you know in a more serious Show, no. I think
2: it honestly, no, I no. think it's really hard to pull off that many actors, yeah. it just is. It's really hard, especially when it's that serious and you're trying to engage with so many storylines. Like, totally. I truly believe Succession's one of the only shows that can ever do it.
1: <laughs> ever. Well, and what works with Succession is like out. Outside of Brian Cox, none of them are like huge, huge actors. Like, they're recognizable mm-hmm. faces from other things. But they Brian also Cox.
2: all interact with each other so consistently, right. I feel like. So it's like easy. Yeah. Where Succession
1: brings that in, sorry. Uh, where no, Succession brings that in is like the side characters and stuff are really famous actors, yeah. like Holly Hunter and stuff.
0: I just like, I mean, I, I don't, have you read any either of these books, Layla? <laughs> oh, no, sorry, White Lies isn't a book, but have you read Nine Perfect Strangers? Or no. Big
2: Little Lies. I'm not a Moriarty. Yeah, okay. I'm not a Moriarty reader. Okay. See, I just like, don't
1: want any more of them, you know? <sighs> there is going to be more. Like and just, they're all going to start Nicole Kidman.
0: How many books does she have? Can she stop? Oh, God. Can no. someone stop well, she her? She has a shit popular. ton of yeah, books. She a has a of lot of books. <laughs> Somebody stop her. Well, I'm just okay. tired of them. They're like, okay, but like they're so <laughs> corny. I agree. I mean, I just... yeah. I don't know.
1: Make I'm so stop. picky about my TV. And, like, I'm glad that we did this so that we can end up, like, all we talking about it. But, like, I would have given up I with mean, I, White Lotus after the second episode. And if I had done that, yeah. I probably would have never done Nine Perfect Strangers. Man. Yeah. What a better life you would have had. I actually wasn't even going to do Nine Perfect Strangers until you told me to watch
0: it. <laughs> oh, it's my fault now?
1: Well, you said Michael Shannon, you got to watch it for Michael Shannon. I was like, you're right. I, I did yeah, have to do. watch there's it. there's a Michael. couple you know, scenes right, where did.
0: he's just ripping it. Yeah, just okay.
1: acting. Give me a rating out of ten for nine perfect strangers, Nick. Nine divided by two. <laughs> no, it's not a four and a half. Four and I'll a give
0: half. it like a six. Okay. Layla? Five point seven five.
2: Definitely a six. Okay. I
1: I, I gave it a, a seven. I, I wouldn't go any higher than that, and that's like kind of question questionable even to do so. I'm like six point five to seven. What about white lotus?
2: I'll also go with a 6. 6.25.
1: Yeah. I did a 6. So you liked White Lotus a little bit more? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Um, do you guys have any recommendations for other shows?
2: Succession. Because I haven't brought enough, brought it up enough in this episode. Like,
1: <laughs> I do think that luckily Succession is now, like in the cultural zeitgeist, like enough people watch it after the like second season. You know, not that many people bought into the first season. Yeah. I even like remember the first two episodes of the first season being like, ah, I don't know about this show. And then it gets so good so quickly. And then it becomes yeah. like probably the best show on TV. Um,
2: I, I mean, I did really like big little lies. I mean, it's, you know, it's in the realm of these types of like these shows in a certain extent. And you know, it's adaptation, whatever. Like I, I did really like I liked the, the first lies, season so I, a
1: lot. I thought the second yeah. season was just not even necessary. Um, but there are moments. <laughs> I of the, forgot there,
0: about the second season. It's, yeah
1: but I, I yeah I have some recommendations for yeah. ones that are a little bit smaller that are like kind of similar and weaving a lot of different characters one I love is called uh, high maintenance on HBO it started oh, as a web yes. series wow. so Ben Sinclair so the the central theme of high maintenance is there's a guy who sells weed throughout New York City and bikes around and he's just called the guy. And so every episode is like different characters. And they're all brought together essentially based on this one weed delivery dude. So nothing is related. There's no fucking overall storyline except for his. And it's really it's like an interesting way of doing like character studies. Is
0: it the first episode mm-hmm. with the, the like, Orgy? like brawny
1: gangster guy? Oh, uh, no, that's that- a different one. What episode is that? I I don't remember, but,
0: uh... You gotta watch the show just for that. It's so funny. Yeah,
1: I also... Ben Sinclair is one of the, like... He directed a lot of Dave, the show Dave, that Mm -hmm. we both love. And, uh, he's in it as well. (laughs) Um, but, uh, the other one that I, I really, really, really like is, uh... Joe Swanberg is like the king of like mumblecore movies. If you've seen like Drinking Buddies or Digging for Fire, he did those, um, and Win It love All. Drinking with buddies. All the movies with Jake Johnson. Drinking Buddies, I love. But he has this show called Easy, that is about a oh, bunch of different people yeah. in Chicago, and it's it's That's similar to High Maintenance, where they're all yeah. separate storylines and separate characters, but they mm-hmm. it keeps coming back to them. Like Dave Franco's in it. Um, yeah, huge and, cast. Yeah, huge cast. It's really, really good and
2: <laughs> huge
0: cast. Dave
1: Franco. Well Dave Franco, like Goo Goo and Raw's <laughs> in it, like okay. Jake Johnson's in it. Like,
2: no, it's a big cast. Yeah, it's a lot of you, it, but it's like it's not faces. quite yeah, it's not quite like these huge stars, but it's like all people you know, and they keep popping up, and you're like, oh shit! Cool. <laughs> and it's about different things. Like
1: if one episode doesn't work for you, the next one might. You might absolutely. Love. And like there are a separate, lot of relationship issues yeah. and stuff. I really like them, and they're really funny. But like Joe Swanberg's m- Mumblecore is like re- hyper realistic, low budget indie, and he's like the king of it, and he really just does called that. that so. Instead of Mumblecore. Yeah. Mumblecore is a pretty sick name. Uh, That's it for me. Uh, We haven't figured out... Well, well, actually, next week is October. So we're starting out with our uh, Halloween Mm October-themed stuff. So we're either doing a Harry Mm -hmm. Potter episode, or we're doing a spooky episode, or we're doing... Mm -hmm. Did we figure it out? I think
2: we had maybe we had maybe talked about doing Coraline and Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, next so,
1: week we are doing Coraline <laughs> and Nightmare Before Christmas. You can find both of those probably on like Disney and Netflix and stuff. I bet they're both streaming. Go look them up. It's gonna be a great time. We're back to stop Layla motion. It's gonna be so excited. Stop motion, birthday stop. month, Halloween, October all that also you could go and follow literally us literally the
2: greatest uh, month of the year
1: It's great Sorry. it's great and L- Layla's going to post a bunch of stuff pumpkin on our social lattes. media about this um what you say <laughs> pumpkin spice latte <laughs> Pumpkin spice lattes. all of the all of the fall Aww, things Oh they put
0: those chips in the Trader Joe's that oh that's more like Thanksgiving but they taste like oh stuffing and they're so good.
1: Yeah I like, I like Sorry, I like the fall themed Trader Joe stuff a lot. Like, um, it, 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 they're good. They're There's they're good at it. And it's brought to you by fall themed Trader Joe. Oh Trader my Joe's, god, yeah. yeah.
2: If you want the the best thing at Trader Joe's is their pumpkin bread mix. It is literally something everyone yeah. should buy like eight of and it's, just have if in their you home. Feel pumpkin sad,
1: If you feel sad and want like a very quick meal, like a sad quick meal, they're like buttersquash. <laughs> uh, and and something like mac and cheese is so. It's oh, only yummy. around in October. Yeah. It's really good. It's so fire. Had oh other my night. god! I'm
2: so excited. So,
1: anyways, if you want to hear all about this, we'll let you know. So often yeah, on our social be media a great show, It'll be Our recommendation yeah. section. Look us up on uh, Instagram. Just look up Facing Off Pod, and uh, on Twitter, look up Facing Off Pod. If you want to send us uh, emails about what you thought, I mean, like, there's not enough time in the world to talk about two really like lengthy television show so if you have more thoughts on things that we miss uh send us an email at facing let us know please at we would love to hear it like i, I want to hear a review especially if like you really like nine perfect strangers or you really fucking uh loved i know uh, a lot white, of people
2: who white white liked white lotus, lotus. yeah, yeah so like, like tell lotus. us tell us if
0: you don't like bobby cannavale or steve zahn stop yeah. listening to don't our even
1: podcast. don't ever listen to us uh I don't have a send off to you guys.
2: Neither do I. Oh crap. I always
1: I guess I could have done like something. monkey sounds like uh Steve Zahn does in that scene, which is funny oh cuz he plays God. a monkey in and... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> No. Okay. And
1: that's it. <laughs>